What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Politics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the conservatee, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute servatives, let the games begin. fashion when I prank my boyfriend Nick. I just scream for no reason or make a loud weird noise. <laughs> then he goes, what? I say nothing. I just felt like screaming. <laughs> Quick show today with two hugely important things. One, this New York Times bestseller that the majority of us have read has been turned into a movie that comes out this summer. And it looks like it might even be better than the book. Plus, there is a major surprise in the trailer that had me crying. The second thing I'm gonna tell you is this. Not only is the media trying to downplay the controversy about Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, but there's a bombshell in regards to President Biden choosing a black woman as his Supreme Court nominee. The receipts are chef's kiss. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. This book was a cultural reset when it came out in 2018. I'm talking about Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. As of February of this year, the book has been on the New York Times bestseller list for 150 weeks. Completely insane. It's one of the best-selling fiction books in years and one of the best books I've personally ever read that's not a thriller, I know. Shocking for me. All I require is to sit in the sun, read my book, alone. Reese Witherspoon is producing the movie with her company, Hello Sunshine, which kills it every time. And Daisy Edgar Jones, who you may have just watched in the movie Fresh on Hulu, is gonna be playing the main character, Kaya. Here's what had my jaw on the freaking floor. Taylor Swift, my queen, my mom, said that when she read Where the Crawdads Sing, she got absolutely lost in the book and knew that she wanted to produce music for the movie. When she found out that Reese Witherspoon was producing and Daisy Edgar Jones was starring, she was even more excited. So she worked with Aaron Dessner, the same guy who produced her albums Folklore and Evermore, to make a special song for the film called Carolina that will be, quote, haunting and ethereal to match the vibe of the story. Isn't that like the sweetest thing ever? The movie comes out in theaters in July, so you have a little over three months to read the book and then go see the movie. More homework! I'm such a mean teacher! You're gonna flip when you see this trailer. And you can hear some of Taylor's new song in it. I have, like you, heard the tall tales told about the Marsh Girl. An abandoned child. I had a family once. They called me Kaya. A little girl surviving in the marsh on her own, reviled and shunned. Hello, Miss Kaya. I hear y'all buy muscles. Sometimes I feel so invisible. I wonder if I'm here at all. You are. I think you're gorgeous. I want to get to know you better.
There's no fingerprints on the railing, grates, nothing. No fingerprints? Being isolated was one thing. Being hunted, quite another. You didn't see me here. A marsh girl. She killed him. I know you have a world of reasons to hate these people. No, I never hated them. They hated me. They harassed me. Oh, they never did see me here. You want me to beg for my life? I won't. They're not deciding anything about me. In spite of everything, trying to stomp it out, life persists. Way out yonder, where the crawdads sing, the marsh knows one thing above all else. Every creature does what it must to survive. about you, but I'm old enough to remember when the left made up completely bogus allegations that Judge Kavanaugh was a gang rapist with zero evidence and then tried to ruin a man's life for absolutely no good reason. It was a moment in history that red-pilled a lot of people. The other night, Ashley and my daughter Liza said their prayers, and little Liza, all of 10 years old, said to Ashley, we should pray for the woman. It's a lot of wisdom from a 10-year-old. We mean, we mean no ill will. It was all just a setup. Now, the left is trying to say that the right is doing the same thing to Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson. She's in the middle of her confirmation process this week to be a Supreme Court Justice and is President Biden's nominee because she's black. Not my words, his person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue in my view. So the woman President Biden nominated is Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, like I said, she has a lot of experience. I mean, a lot, she does. However, it's not her lack of experience that has conservatives concerned, it's her rulings, even though the left is trying to make our objection all about her race. You on drugs? Actually, Judge Jackson has an extremely concerning pattern of going soft on child porn cases. She supported eliminating the existing child pornography mandatory minimum sentence when she served on the sentencing commission. While on the bench, she handed down sentences way, 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 way below sentencing guidelines. And she regularly sentenced child pornography offenders even below what liberal prosecutors in DC were giving. All right, that's enough. You're the worst kind of scum on the face of the earth. Warning, what I'm about to tell you details child sexual abuse. Let me tell you about a man named Neil Stewart. He attempted to set up a meeting at the National Zoo with a nine-year-old girl and her dad in 2015. Neil Stewart was turning 31 and he thought, oh, what an amazing birthday gift it would be to be able to have sex with this nine-year-old that her dad is procuring for me. 
Judge Jackson sentenced that man to under five years in prison, even though federal sentencing guidelines called for 97 to 121 months. He was convicted for possessing thousands of images of child pornography and had text messages on his phone detailing how he'd like to have sex with children, videotape it, and even gave advice for how to get a child ready for intercourse. The thing is, this wasn't a one-off case for Jackson, okay? It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't like this one guy she gave a lighter sentence on, blah, 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 blah. No, she consistently has advocated for lighter sentences for child sex offenders throughout her career and on multiple rulings. As far back as 1996, she wrote a Harvard Law Review article saying that laws are unfair to sex offenders. Too harsh. What were you thinking? This week, she defended her records by saying that harsh sentencing for pedophiles is leading to extreme disparities. What? She also said that because of the internet, it's not as serious now for people to have high volumes of child porn. As you said, the guideline was based originally on uh, a, a statutory scheme and on directives, specific directives by Congress at a time in which more serious child pornography offenders were identified based on the volume based on the number of photographs that they received in the mail. And that made totally total sense before when we didn't have the internet, when we didn't have distribution. But the way that the guideline is now structured based on that set of circumstances is leading to extreme disparities in the system because it's so easy for people to get volumes of this kind of material now by computers. So it's not doing the work of differentiating who is a more serious offender in the way that it used to. So the commission has taken that into account and, and perhaps even more importantly, courts are adjusting their sentences in order to account for the changed circumstances. But it says nothing about the court's view of the seriousness of this offense. Her thoughts on child sex offenders aren't the only concerning things about her. Just wait till you see her views on critical race theory and how her family growing up had a coffee table book from a man named Derek Bell who said, I live to harass white people. No, no, mm -mm. Mm -mm. no, 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 hell no, 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 I refuse, no, no. So the left's gaslighting happening all over social media, claiming that it's, you know, big bag bigoted conservatives being racist again, and that's why we don't want Judge Jackson confirmed, couldn't be farther from the truth. And that's really rich, coming from a group of people who made a man's life a living hell and completely made up things about him because they didn't want him confirmed to the Supreme Court. We don't have to make up anything about Judge Jackson. It's all out in the open, which begs the question I feel like I'm asking on a weekly basis now, why is the left obsessed with pedophiles and making excuses for them. Good question. And all of this gushing over how progressive President Biden is for nominating the first African-American woman to the Supreme Court is so ironic because back in the day, former President George Bush wanted to nominate a black woman named Janice Rogers Brown to the DC Court of Appeals so that she would be on a fast track to getting nominated to the Supreme Court in 2005. She would have been the first black woman nominated to the Supreme Court. But at the time, Senator Joe Biden did everything everything in his power to filibuster her nomination twice and block her from getting the position. Hypocrisy, my friend. 
Apply now to win an exclusive VIP experience to YWLS in June with our 100K giveaway. It is a thank you for helping us reach 100,000 followers on Poplitics. Just go to the Reels tab on our profile to watch the reel and learn more. Meanwhile, make sure that you are securing tickets at tpusa.com YWLS with code Poplitics for 25% off so that you can attend the biggest conservative event for young women in the country. Brand new episode of The Spillover drops tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. Make sure you're all caught up and have listened to my episode with Ali Beth Stuckey. Heart this episode, share in the comments if you read and love Where the Crawdads Sing, and share this episode everywhere and ask people if they know the truth about Judge Jackson and why she shouldn't be confirmed. Then hit the save button and support us. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics, where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too, at Real Alex Clark. Love you, mean it. Bye.